This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. It's time for Tuesday Terror, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The following presentation is a production of 63 Audio and the Narada Radio Company, a proud member of the Mutual Audio Network. Do you dare to go down into the cellar? The Cellar, starring the Narada Radio Company, and hosted by Cadavera Quivery. Hello, freaks. Welcome to my beautiful cellar. What have you been doing to stay busy these days? Me? Oh, I just got a part-time job recycling old gravestones. Yes, it's difficult work, but I enrolled in a special corpse of instruction. (laughs) So, what I do is remove the old name from the stone and engrave a new name in its place. Sometimes the dust gets so bad I go into coffin jags. (laughs) My new boss is quite an ambitious guy. You see, the new names I'm engraving are those of people who aren't dead yet. Hmm. He figures he can win customers over with his killer charm. So, fiends, as long as you're here, why not stay for a story? I happen to have a gorgeously ghoulish one for you in my great big book. (coughs) There's another one of those coffin jags. Ah, yes. So tonight, we bring you the strange story of a man who says he's dead. He's told everyone in town that he died when the river rose and flooded his home. But nobody seems to believe him, poor fellow. Some people in this little town are talking about him now. Just listen.
right over there. See that man perched on the tar barrel of front Mr. Jenkins' store? That's Odd Martin. Odd Martin, Mom? The one that says he's dead? Mm-hmm. Crazy as a weasel down a chimney. Carries on firm about how he's been dead since the flood and nobody appreciates. I see him sitting there every day! Oh, yes. He sits there, he does. Sits there and stares at nothing. I say it's a crying shame they don't throw him in jail. Yeah. Never mind. He won't notice you, most uncivil man I ever seen. Nothing pleases him. Well... You hush. Let's go. We got shopping to do. Good morning, Mr. Simpson. And good morning, Miss Ribmar. When you bringing Arthur here in for his next haircut? Oh, day or two. By now. But I don't like Mr. Simpson. He always smells like leather. <laughs> Now, where was I? Oh, that's right. You're next, Gilpatrick. How are things down to the farm, eh? You want the usual? I... Got a special today. Manicure, half price, thinny haircut. Interested? Hey, Miss Weldon, over here, please. Manicure? Give it a try, Gil. Them nails of yourn ain't been pared down in the coon's age. <laughs> Go easy on her, Miss Weldon. <laughs> eh, all right. Put your hand here, please. You hear what Miss Ribmore said about Odd Martin over there? Well, she's right. He's a disagreeable young man, is our Odd. <laughs> I figure the best thing could happen to him would be to get married. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what do you think, Miss Weldon? I wouldn't know Mr. Simpson. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> what woman would marry Odd? Sometimes I almost believe he is dead. He's got an awful odor to Ah! Oh, darn it. Watch what you're doing, woman. Sorry, Mr. Gilpatrick. Miss Wellen, no, she knows what she's doing, Gil. <laughs> you just be careful. Miss Wellen, she gave a bottle of eau de cologne to Odd Martin last Christmas. Oh, it helped cover up his smell. Sorry, Miss Weldon. I won't say no more. Hey, there he goes again. What? Hey, Sim, that's my ear you almost took off. Well, let's go look, boys. Oh, come on now, Odd Martin. Come on now. Odd Martin's lying in the gutter again. <laughs> it was hilarious. Come on, get up. You're not dead. You're as good as me. Well, it is Odd Martin, of course. Catch your death of cold down there with all them gum wrappers and cigar butts. Hey, what's going on? What's going Come on? Come on, get up. <laughs> oh, he looks like a cotton of milk. 
<laughs> He's taking up valuable parking space for cars this being Friday morning. And lots of people need an area. Here now, Odd. Uh, well, give me a hand here, boys. Lift him up onto the sidewalk. Let him stay there. Just let him stay there till he gets tired of laying. He's done this a million times before. Likes the publicity. Get you kids. <laughs> Folks, if you will kindly return to your business. Thank you. <sighs> Okay, who's next, boys? Oh, say, where's Miss Weldon? Hmm? Oh, there she is, across the street. Brushing him off again, while he lies there. Fixing his coat, buttoning it up. Oh, here she comes back. Now, don't nobody mess with her. <laughs> she resents it. Three o'clock already. I make you bet that odd Martin lies over there till four o'clock. I'll bet he's there till four thirty. <laughs> Last time he was there four hours. Nice warm day today. He might nap there till five. I'll say five. Yeah, let's see your money, gents. Come on now. Uh, thank you. I'll put this up here next to the hair ointments. You know, it's sort of funny how we joke about Odd. We're scared of him inside. I mean, we really won't let ourselves believe he's really dead. We don't dare to believe it. We'd never get over it if we knew. So we make a joke. We let him lie there. 
He don't hurt nobody. He's just there. But I noticed Doc Hudson has never really touched Odd's heart with a stethoscope. Scared of what he'd find, I bet. <laughs> Scared of what he'd find? <laughs> uh, you're a great one for joking, you are. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one right there. Oh, man, no, He's getting up. Move over so I can see. Would you look at that? He's up on one knee. Now up on the other. Now someone's giving him a hand. It's Miss Weldon. Oh, she sure got over there in a rush. What time is it? Five o'clock. Oh, pay me, boys. That Miss Weldon's a queer nut herself. Taking after a man like Odd. Well, being an orphan, she's got quiet ways. She likes men who don't say much. Odd, he don't hardly say anything. Just the opposite of us crude men, eh, fellas? <laughs> we talk too much. Miss Weldon don't like our way of talking. There they go, the two of them. Miss Weldon and Odd Martin. Say, take a little more off around my ears, will you, Simp? <laughs> Do you mind waiting a minute or two, Mr. Martin? I'll step into the grocery and pick up some things for my supper, and then you can walk me home. Oh, all right. Can you have your ball? Well, yes. Yeah, you can have your ball. Yes, take it. Thank you. I know something. You... You, you know something? You're dead. You're really dead, but I'm the one who really knows. I believe you, Mr. Odd. I tried it once myself. Dying. I mean, it's hard. It's work. I laid on the floor for an hour, but I blinked and my stomach itched, so I scratched it, then I quit. Know why? Because I had to go to the bathroom. It is work. It isn't easy. Sometimes I think about you. I see you walking by my house at night, sometimes at two in the morning, sometimes at four. I wake up. And I know you're walking around. I know I should look out. And I do. And gee, there you are. Walking and walking, not hardly going any place. There's no place to go. I try thinking of some place to go. But it's hard to think. Sometimes I almost know what to do. Where to go. Then I forget. Once I had an idea to go to a doctor and have him declare me dead, but but somehow I never got there. If you want, I'll take you. <laughs> no, I'm weary tired, but I'll wait. Now I've gone this far, I'm curious to see what happens next.
after that flood that washed away my farm and all my stock and put me underwater like a chicken in a bucket. I filled up like you'd fill a thermos with water, and I came walking out of the flood, anyhow. But I knew I was dead. Yeah? Late of nights, I lay listening in my room, but there's no heartbeat in my ears, or in my chest, or in my wrists, though I lie still as a cold cricket. There must be a reason for me still walking, though. Well, maybe it's because I was still young when I died. Only twenty-eight, and not married yet. I always wanted to marry. Never got around to it. Mr. Odd, I... Sometimes I get so discouraged and so downright bewildered that I lie down in the gutter and hope they'll take me and poke me in a pine box and lay me away forever. Yet, at the same time, I, I don't want that. I want a little more. I know that whenever Miss Weldon walks by and I see the wind playing her hair like a little brown feather. <sighs> see you later! Well, that didn't take long, did it? Did I hear you talking with someone, Mr. Martin? Talking? With somebody? I... I don't think so. Would you like to walk me home, Odd? Uh, sure, I... I, uh, I guess so. Did you want to say something, Odd? No. Uh, yes. Uh. Whenever you're ready, Odd. Miss Weldon? Yes, Odd? I I've been saving and saving up my money. I've got quite a handsome sum. I, I don't spend much for anything, and, well, you'd be surprised. I, I got about a thousand dollars. Maybe more. And sometimes I count it and I get tired and I can't count no more. And, and... <sighs> Why do you like me, Miss Weldon? Oh. <laughs> oh, because you're quiet. Because you're not loud and mean like the men at the barber shop. Because I'm lonely and you've been kind. Because you're the first man that ever liked me. The others don't even look at me once. They say I can't think. They say I'm a moron because I didn't finish the sixth grade. But I'm so lonely, Odd, and talking to you means so much. And I like the gentle way you're holding my hand. I wish we could do something about the way people talk about you. I don't want to sound mean, but only if you'd stop telling them you're dead, Odd. Well, then you don't believe me either. You're dead for want of a good woman's cooking. For loving. For living right, Odd. That's what you mean by 
dead. Nothing else. Is that what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I mean. You guessed it right. That's what I mean. There he is. Uh, you ask him, Tom. What? <laughs> oh, okay. But you guys come along. Mr. Odd? Hey there, Mr. Odd? Huh? Oh. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, that is... <clears throat> We want to know if, well, we want you to come to our party. Thank you, but I don't know. I might forget to come. No, you wouldn't. You'd remember this one because it's Halloween. Oh, well... Let's not, Tom. Let's not. Please. He won't do. He isn't scary enough. Let me handle this. Please, no. He's just an old man. Bill could put some candle tallow on his fingers and those horrible fake teeth in his mouth and the green chalk marks under his eyes and scare the pets out of us. You don't need to Huh? Are they gone? Where did they go? What did they say? Children? Halloween? Not scary enough? Bill can do better? Just an old man. Just a... Just an old Charlie, where was I going? Where was I going? Going somewhere to buy something for Miss Weldon, right? Here, Charlie, help me. Yes, sir, Mr. Odd. Charlie, here's uh, $70. Run, uh, buy a dress for Miss Weldon. Um, uh, oh, I can't remember the place. I can't remember the place. Oh, God. Help me remember. Uh, oh, a dress and a coat for Miss Weldon at... Cross Myers Department Store? No. Feldman's? No. Mr. Lieberman's? Lieberman. That's it. Yes. Lieberman. <laughs> Lieberman. Here. Here, Charlie. Here. Run down there to... Uh... Lieberman's. Yes. And get a new green dress for Miss Weldon and a coat. A, a new green dress with yellow roses painted on it. You get them and bring them to me here. Oh, oh, Charlie, wait. Yes, sir, Mr. Odd? Charlie, uh, you think 
maybe I could come clean up at your house. I, I need a bath. Gee, I don't know, Mr. Odd. My folks are funny. I don't know. That's all right, Charlie. I understand. Run now. What tune, Charlie? It goes like this. Ye gods almighty. So that's why Miss Weldon ain't here manicuring this morning. That there tune's the wedding march. Oh, the wedding march. Oh, holy cow. What do you say? <laughs> there you go, Odd. <laughs> nice hot water for you, son. You say, Trumball, go easy on his back with that scrub brush, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Shorty, now, you think that old E. Colony is cheap? Hmm? <laughs> Don't use too much on the man. <laughs> I always... <laughs> I always said... That's what you needed. <laughs> You'll sure smell better now. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks for helping me. Thanks for giving me a bath this way. I needed it. <laughs> oh, sure thing. Anything for you, Odd. <laughs> Imagine her and him married. Yeah. Moron married to an idiot. Shut up back there, you two. Mr. Odd! Here's the green dress, Mr. Odd! Alrighty, Odd, my boy. Time for a nice haircut. How do them shoes for Mr. Trumball fit? Nice, eh? Trumball, you make sure them brogans is polished up nice, you hear? Well, this is awful nice, everybody. Thanks for the haircut, Mr. Simpson. Oh, now, you listen, Odd. Uh, this haircut is a wedding present from me to you. I don't want your money, so you keep it in your pocket. Here, let me put some of this rose water in your hair. Make that dark hair of yours shine like a new penny. Oh, there. <laughs> Moonlight and roses. <laughs> um, well, you, you won't... You won't tell nobody about this marriage uh, until tomorrow. Me and Miss Weldon sort of want a marriage without the whole town poking fun. You understand. Why, why sure, sure, Odd. Mum's the word. You're right, fellas. What? Us? No, no, we won't say a word. Us. No, 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 Where are you going to live? Uh, you buying a new farm? Yeah. Okie dokie. All done. Here, Odd, I brought you my new suit coat to wear. Try her on. Let's see. 
Farm? Oh, oh yes. I'm going to buy the property now. Say, that coat goes real nice with them pants I had pressed for you, Odd. Yes, sir, you look fine. Just fine. Well, I'll have to pay extra for it, but it's worth it. I bought a house out on the edge of town. Um, I have to go make the payment on it now. Uh, come on, Charlie. Oh, now hold up a minute. What's it like, Odd? You didn't have much money. Couldn't afford much. No, you're right. It's a small house, but it'll do. Some folks built it a while back and then moved away east somewhere. It was, it was up for sale for only 500 so I got it. Miss Weldon and I are moving out there tonight, right after our marriage. But don't tell nobody, please, till tomorrow. Sure thing, Odd, sure thing. Goodbye now. Charlie, are you getting some breakfast? Yes, Ma. I'm having a bowl of major crackle. Oh, I wish you wouldn't eat so much of that sugary cereal. Ah, Ma! Now, dear, if you didn't buy it for him, he wouldn't be able to eat it, now would he? Here, sit down. I've poured some coffee. Well, everybody in town is talking about the elopement of Odd Martin and Miss Weldon. It certainly was quiet. And now they've just disappeared. People are looking for them. Can't find them. Well, I heard he bought a house for her. I heard that, too. So I phoned Carl Rogers this morning. He says he didn't sell any house to Odd, and Carl is the only real estate dealer in town. Oh, no, Dad. He's not the only real estate dealer in town. Don't talk with your mouth full, dear. Um, what do you mean by that, son? Mm, nothing, except I looked out the window at midnight and I saw something. You saw what? It was all moonlight, and you know what I saw? Well, I saw two people walking up the Elm Grade Road. A man and a woman. A man in a new dark coat and a woman in a green dress, walking real slow, holding hands. And the two people were Mr. Odd Martin and Miss Weldon. And walking out the Elm Grade Road there ain't any houses there at all. Only the Trinity Park Cemetery. Yes, and... Well, and Mr. Gustafson in town. He sells tombs in the Trinity Park Cemetery. He's got an office in town. So, like I said, Mr. Carl Rogers ain't the only real estate dealer in town. So... <laughs> oh, you were only dreaming. Yes, sir. <sighs> I guess I was only dreaming.
Well, well, well. Now, that was an unusual story, wasn't it? <laughs> was Odd Martin really dead? Was he leading Miss Weldon into a life of unholy matrimony? <laughs> oh, that reminds me of a friend and his wife who were avid mountain climbers. One day they were climbing up Mount Rainier in Washington, and he cut her rope, said he couldn't stand the thought of being tied to just one woman. <laughs> Our story for tonight was called The Dead Man, a short story by Ray Bradbury. It was adapted for audio by Pete Lutz and was episode 10 of The Cellar. And I, of course, am your hostly ghost. Um, <clears throat> your ghostly host, Cadaver Quivery. <laughs> so, until next time, fiends, remember, don't take candy from stranglers. <laughs> <laughs> The Cellar is produced and directed by Pete Lutz. The theme was composed and performed by Tom Rory Parsons. Our cast consisted of the following players. Jerry Elf as Mrs. Ripmore. Rachel Rauch as Arthur and Charlie. Jason D. Johnson as Simpson. Paul Arbisi as Gilpatrick. Jessica Rainville as Miss Weldon. Alan Clower, Kevin Schuster, Ross Bernhardt, Russ Walker, and Leo Longoria as the Barbershop Loafers. Kerry Michael Ayers as the Sheriff, Becca Tribble, Rita Tribble, Kurt Johnson, Nick Womack, and Pete Lutz as the Bystanders and Kids, Lisa Espinosa as Charlie's mother, Austin Beach as Charlie's father, and Rich Wentworth as Odd Martin. Cadaver Quivery is played by Angela Young. This is Graham Rowan speaking. The Cellar is a 63 audio production mixed and mastered in Corpus Christi, Texas. Join us next time when Cadavera tells you a tale of romance and werewolves. It's this unusual combination that begs the question, is it safe to date a werewolf's sister? Here's a scene from that episode. I urged Laramie to go and see you this afternoon because of something that happened this morning. Tell them, sis. All right. He surprised me here today, L'Atelier, and threatened me. What? what? Yes. He knows that Jim is escaping him and that I'm helping Jim do it. L'Atelier told me that he means to waylay me either when I go to LaCroix or when I go out to collect water or wood. Before this, he never came this close to the cabin— Although I did see him once by day, shortly after he had attacked Jim as a wolf, he was limping, and I think my bullet caused that limp. Well, there's definite proof that bullets can and do affect these creatures. Yes, well, a bullet can kill their bodies, at least. But Jim says that it must be a silver bullet to free the evil spirit that animates L'Atelier. <sighs> Will you help us? We three will do it together. We four. Don't leave Jim out of the equation. <laughs> Thanks, Miss Durfrey, but I don't know how much help I'll be. Don't talk that way, Jim. Okay. Now, I'm going into town. Celeste will stay here with the two of you while I'm in LaCroix trying to get some silver bullets made. 
It's called The Woman at Loon Point by August W. Derleth and Mark Shorer. Next time on The Cellar. Our opening and closing theme consisted of excerpts from On Walden Pond, a composition by Jason Shaw used through a Creative Commons license. Music stings are from the public domain. Sound effects came from freesound.org, the public domain, and or created by Pete Lutz. Sixty-three audio. This is mutual. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen. The demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour bring you Twisted Pulp Magazine, a journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed, worlds of the supernatural, worlds of dark satire, worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine, if you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, Think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D I G I T A L V A U D E V I L L E.com. Twisted Pulp Magazine.